Hi, welcome back to our study of Song of Songs. Today, we're going to pick it up, chapter 1. I've entitled it, Seeking God, How? By Trusting in His Word. We're only going to cover the first half. Verse 1, the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Solomon means peace. Solomon is king. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, according to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And we know that Jesus is King of Kings, Revelation 19, 16. So you need to see the king in this book here is the Christ who is coming. And the bride is those are people that are seeking to have a relationship with God. You need to put your, yourself in the shoes of the bride. She can represent the church and the individuals in the church. And to really make this rich, you got to make yourself the individual in the church. You're the bride. May he kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Now, people get so messed up on this, and I don't know why. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. What he's talking about here is the wounds and the kisses are communications. Your friends are going to tell you the truth, and it's going to hurt. But your enemies are going to butter you up for a fall. That's what you need to understand what kiss is. It's a communication. Paul talks about it, greet one another with a holy kiss. Well, what is that holy kiss? And Peter says it's a kiss of love. What is that? It's when you come together with the brethren, you need to talk to them about spiritual things, not about the weather, not about the sports, but a holy kiss. Have concern. What have you been studying all week? Bring that with you to share with people, right? Share your spiritual insights. Ask them for their spiritual insights. That's what she wants is spiritual insights with the kisses of his mouth. She wants the truth directly from him, not from others. Not like the Jews in Exodus 20:19 when they were standing at the Mount Sinai. They heard the voice of God and they just said to Moses, Oh, wait a sec, you speak to us. We, we'll die if we have to listen to God's voice. And so they didn't want to hear it. And people today... I don't want to read the Bible. You interpret, give it to us. Forget it. That's not what it's about. Acts 17, the Bereans were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica because they received the word with great eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed. You got to have this eagerness to receive the word. They listened to what Paul had to say. Listen to what I have to say. But you got to take it to the word. You got to make it your own. I'm sharing what I believe. You need to make it your own and teach others. Not what Rob says. You need to teach others what you believe the Bible to say. We're just trying to give you a little bit of wisdom and insight to understand it in Song of Solomon's. Your love is better than wine is what she says to him. Love is the word agape. This is the only one used in this book. Agape, seeking the best for another, expecting nothing in return. Eros is not used. Why? Because he's not talking about physical love. He's not talking about sexual love. He's talking about the love of God. Better than wine? Well, wine makes a man's heart glad, Psalm 104, verse 15, so that he makes his face glisten with oil. Well, you come home from a bad day at work and you think you need to have a drink. Why? To get rid of all that stress? No. What do you need? You need to read the Word of God. You need to have a prayer. That's what's going to get rid of your stress. Wine, physical, temporal. God's Word, eternal. you got to learn to lean on the Word of God. Wine's going to let you down. The Word of God, never is it going to let you down. It, it, it's better than, I mean, listen to Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. 
there's where you got to go get rid of your stress. Go to God in prayer at the end of the day and start talking to him. Give me the wisdom and insight. What's making me feel this way from work? What am I not doing that I should be doing? There's where you need to go. His love is better than wine. His oils have a pleasing fragrance. Oils is that which heals. The commandments of God is that which heals. A new commandment I give you, love one another. Even as I have loved you, you also love one another. That's an incredible. What does God call me to do? Simply to go out and love people. Love the brethren. They're commanded to love me back. If they don't love me back, I don't care. That's their responsibility. My responsibility is to learn to love others in the church. That's pleasing. That's satisfying. His name, purified oil. Knows, there is salvation no one else. There is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. The name of God is very personal. It's Jesus. When I hear people preaching Jesus' name, ah, it, it's just purified oil. It's just so soothing. When I hear people use God's name in vain, that is fingernails on a chalkboard. That is grating. But his name is purified oil. Therefore, the maidens. Who are the maidens? They're, the maidens are those seeking to find a relationship with God. Female, male, it, you know, that's not what it's about. It, the maidens and the chorus and the daughters of Jerusalem in this text, I think, are the same. They're trying to. They're just like you, the bride, who's trying to get into this relationship with God. Draw me after you and let us run together. Now, this word draw is found in 644 of the book of John. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. I will, how does God draw us? Well, I believe it's the Word of God. You start reading the Old Testament, and you start seeing what God has done and the, the incredible work of God. That's what pulls me towards God. That's how God draws us, and that's what she's asking for him to do. It's kind of like in James, he says, ask for wisdom and it'll be given to you. And immediately, now this is kind of cool, the king has brought me into his chambers. Chambers is his world, his work. This is how he draws, he gives us wisdom and insight into the text. Look at John chapter 1, 39. Andrew and John go up to Jesus because John the, ba the Baptist just said, there goes the Lamb of God. And they say to him, where are you staying, Rabbi? And he says, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. You have to ask the question, where was he staying? He has, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. There was no house. They're down by the Jordan. Where was he staying? What's the answer to that? He stays in the word of God. Abide in my word. You'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. Jesus abode in the word of God. That's what they found when they went and stayed with him. All they did was probably go for a walk, go sit on a rock, talk about the word of God. Because as soon as that was done, he, Andrew goes to Peter and says, we have found the Messiah. You can't find the Messiah by just going to a building. You have to go where he stays. He abides in the word of God. That is where you're going to find the Messiah. He has brought me into his, he has brought me into his confidence. That's what she's saying right there. The chorus. The same things happen to them. We'll rejoice in you and be glad. We will extol your love more than wine. Mark chapter 1, 27, 28. Jesus is in the synagogue, finishes up a lesson. And what do the people say? What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even, to, even the unclean spirits and they obey him. Immediately the news went about him. 
the news about him spread everywhere into all the surrounding district. They talked about the love of Christ, which is what? His communication, his teachings, and it spread. We will extol your love more than wine. Wine is temporal, God's word is eternal. Of course, you've already heard that. Now, this is really fascinating because now she's got that insight and wisdom. What does she confess? I'm black, but lovely. Black. She's not talking about the color of skin. She's saying, I'm stained with sin. She's confessing her sinfulness to her friends. This is what you need to understand. But lovely. That word, the translators like to use words of endearment, especially in the New American Standard, which is wrong. Because it's not about romantic love. It's about spiritual love. I am black but fitting, proper. It's my heart. That's what you need to be looking at. 1 Samuel 16, 7 uh, what, is he, what do we read? For God sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but what? The Lord looks at the heart. That's what she's trying to get you to start to look at. Yeah, I've got sin, and I've got a sin problem, but deep down inside, I've got a good heart, and I'm trying to get through all of this. You know, I'm kind of like the tents of Kedar or like the curtains of Solomon. You have to look past the outside to focus on the inside. When you're out in the desert and you see the tents of Kedar, you're not focused on the outside of those things. Your, your mind is focused on the inside. What is there? There's hospitality. There's shade. There's drink. There's food. There's salvation. When you're standing outside the curtains of Solomon, what does that mean to you? It means, and a couple more steps, I'm inside the court of Solomon. It's not the outside. It's the inside. Women adorn themselves, not with braided hair or pearls, but rather by means of good works, as is proper for women to make a claim to godliness. This applies to men as well, right? It's the inside. That's what you need to be focusing on. Because you see, the sun has burnt me. All have sinned, fall short. If you're a human, you've got a sin problem. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me caretaker of the vineyard. Who's, her mother is Israel, because she's Jewish. And her sons, the mother's sons, that's the Pharisees, right? They're abusers. This, uh, Matt, Jesus to these guys in Matthew 23, 3. The scribes of Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Therefore, all they tell you to do, do and observe. But do not do according to their deeds, for they say things and do not do. They're making up traditions. Don't listen. Listen to the word, but do not listen to these guys. Right? Tell me, O oh, you whom my soul loves. God has put eternity in all of our hearts. And there's a soul inside of each and every one of us. We're seeking after God. And that's what we see here with her. Where do you pasture your flock? Where do you make it to lie down? Now he's, what, a shepherd, no longer a king. What's going on here? Is there, is there two lovers? What's happening? Jesus, we know, is king of kings, lord of lords. And we know that Jesus is our shepherd. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. There's no problem here with that. Some people have a problem. That's their problem. Ha! Ah, anyways. Why should I be like the one who veils herself beside the flock of your companions? The word veil means to submit. Companions is better seen as associates. You see, Jesus is associated, the Romans for sure, associated Jesus with the Jews. Not with Christianity, not that he was separate. So when you see Jesus, they called him a rabbi. So he's just like these guys. Why should I hang out with these guys at the synagogue? Why should I listen to, submit to them? Well, I don't want you to submit to them. 
What does Jesus say in Matthew 23, 15? Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, because you travel around the sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. It's not about the denominations. I mean, we look like we belong with the denomination. You look at Christianity, there's a lot of craziness in Christianity in the world out there. And the world says, well, see, look how crazy Christians are. Look how crazy religion is when you look at the whole thing. Yeah, those are our associates, but that's not who we are. What you got to get down to is the scriptures. You got to get back to the Bible and get into the pure word of God. That's what she's asking. I want the kisses of your mouth. I want to get it directly from you. That's what I'm striving to find. And if you seek God, he's going to be there for you. In Song of Songs, the king and the shepherd both are the Christ. And the bride represents individuals seeking God. That's who you are. She's not content, content with man-made churches or synagogues. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these. And as you read this, you will see that God will open our eyes to understanding great truths. And you'll see the kind of love that God has for you. Please come back. We'll finish up chapter one. Thank you for watching.